Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the That Sounds Fun podcast. I am your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. I hope you are having an awesome day. This is releasing on Thursday, so I hope you're getting ready for the weekend. But whenever you are listening to this and wherever you are, I'm so glad to be there with you and to be in your ears. I love seeing pictures that people send me of where you are listening, what you're doing while you're listening, and I feel like I just get to go to a lot of places. So thank you for inviting me into your day. The music in the background that we love sharing with you is our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb. I hope you've gotten her record, Red Sea Road. It is just one of my very, very favorites. I'm still listening to it regularly. As a lot of you know, part of my story from reading Looking for Lovely in 2013, I stopped eating dairy and I stopped eating gluten. And when I tried to reintroduce dairy into my life, I had a massive allergic reaction and have ever since been totally dairy-free. And I'm 80-20 gluten-free and it has totally changed my life in every, literally in every kind of way. I'm just a better Annie all around. And one of the friends who has really walked with me through that and been dear to me and helpful to me and made it so that I can eat ranch dressing again is New York Times bestselling cookbook author, Danielle Walker. You may know her as Against All Grain. That is her Instagram, her blog, her website, her Twitter. She is Against All Grain and she is just an incredibly talented cookbook writer, chef, and friend. She is awesome. In fact, her most recent cookbook that released is called Celebrations, and it goes through the whole calendar year, giving you different foods for the different holidays that are gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, just all sorts of options if you have any kind of restricted diet on behalf of being a healthier human. She has made lots of cookbooks that will help, but the Celebrations one is one of my very favorites. In fact, when she brought it to Nashville a couple of weeks before it released and handed it to me, I mean, I looked through every page. The pictures are gorgeous. The recipes are incredible. She's just unstoppable. I adore her. And I think you're going to adore her too. So if you've never met Danielle Walker, I'm so happy to introduce you. My guess is you know who she is because most people who read cookbooks, buy cookbooks, or are on Twitter or on Instagram know who she is. She's an incredibly fun follow across every side of the internet. So here is my conversation all about food and life and God and how her ranch dressing changed my life. My conversation with Danielle Walker. Okay, Danielle Walker, Against All Grain. That's right. Were you anything on the internet before you were Against All Grain? No. No, that's you started going like, I'm. this is who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Did you start doing blog kind of stuff before you were doing uh, book, cookbooks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, actually, you know what? When I was trying to come up with my name, I do have this old website that I built first. It was called Against we All, all Grain, do. though. We all do. It's still around. I sometimes <gasps> will stumble upon it. What is it, it, like blogspot.com? Yeah, it's it's bad. It's oh like really gosh. bad. And I like made my own logo in PowerPoint. And oh, like, listen. That's all we knew to great. do. What year was it's this? Great. It was WordPress, actually. Dot word. It was WordPress. Oh, um, wow. 2008. Oh, my gosh. Like, you're almost coming up on 10 years of being Against All Grain. Yeah. How are you going to celebrate? I don't know. You Glitter. have to glitter. You've got that right, sis. You know, I'm going to help you with that. Um, um, so that's the only person you've ever been on the internet. Yeah. It's the only person I've ever been on the internet, like all social and everything. I, I think I was try- I tried to come up with something clever at one point. Um, and Why I did think- you not want to be Danielle Walker? I, it's funny because we're trying to like shift stuff to Danielle Walker now. Are you? Are you going to step away from Against All Grain? I don't think I'll step away, but I, I'm trying to minimize it and go more in my name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How come? Because I do other stuff than just food now. Like I, I talk about lots of different things, life and mom, momming, momming, right, right, momming, like gaming. Momming. Tell me about that. <laughs> Tell me about momming. Do you know I've kind of people have given me a hard time today on Twitter because everybody feels like I'm momming today because I hurt my back this morning. I spilled tea on my lap or got tea yes. spilled on my lap, and then a kid peed, on, peed me. on me, and they were like. That's a day of That's a, a day mom's of a life. Mom. Yeah, That's very true. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just because I I don't I'm kind of getting a little bit tired of like getting met and being like oh you're the against all green girl. Oh, sure. So it's like I like my name a little bit. So you know, do you know so. before we were friends, I used to be Annie Blogs oh, instead yes. of Annie Downs, Annie F Downs, in fact. Um, and the problem with being Annie Blogs is people call you Annie Blogs. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same thing for me. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, and it's just I still my that I'm still not going to eat grains, so that'll still <laughs> very much be part of my. <laughs> no matter what my name is, I still am sticking true that I'm at lunch today. I think Angie, it was either Angie or Rachel Meyer said, "You're against all the grains. Yeah, every right, grain. Right. She and can't eat a grain." The server's face was like, 
what? Right, right. And we all died laughing. We were like, inside joke. Sorry. <laughs> I heard a speaker about a month ago on stage do an inside joke with her assistant like three times during her talk. Oh, no. I was like, and everybody why? else Wait, is left why? out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a mixed group of men and women. I was like, what are, what are you doing? Why are you inside yeah. joking? But that's what we did to the waiter, too. Yeah, we, we did. Were like, that's her whole that's just Twitter name and right. her Instagram and her uh, what would that be? Your brand. Oh, yeah, boy. it's my brand. Oh, boy. It definitely is. I'll tell you what, rabbit trail, we're not going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do a brand workshop? No, thanks. Okay. I'll pass. I'll pass. Um, okay, so why did you kind of back up? I know yes. your story just because I have literally all your cookbooks. I am a super fan. It is such a dream to get to be real life friends and really love someone and love them as a human and be a super fan of their work. So I feel really lucky that I get to be both of those things for you, with you, for me, that I'm a super fan and I love you very much. Were we friends first or were you super fan before we were friends? We were friends first. Okay, good. Because I, but there are some, uh, John Mark Comer is one that I'm a super fan of that the friendship is budding. Yes. Our friendship is building. But there, but yeah, no, with you, I met you at IF. Yeah. And Angie had told me who you were, but I didn't know your stuff quite yet. And at the time I met you, I wasn't gluten-free, dairy-free. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought you were. No, I had been, maybe I'd been for... Like recent. A, literally a week. Okay. I think the Saturday before, no, the Saturday after IF was the day I went Dairy free. Oh, well, good. I'm glad that I asked After you. if 2000 and what? It was three years. 13? Three? No. Was it 14? 14. Oh, sorry. 14 then it had been was a the year. first year I Sorry. Think. It had been a year. Okay. Um, but so it had been a year for dairy and six months for gluten. Okay. But okay. So tell, back up and tell people how did you become the premier cookbook writer <laughs> and the premier voice in grain free, bean free, legume free, nut free, soy free, uh-huh. free, 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 eating. free. Free. Um, makes me want to sing. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Free. free. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh yeah, girl. Yeah. Right. Come on. Um, I. It's. Well, we'll have to condense it because it's a long story. Yeah. I mean, but, everybody's like on their treadmills or doing right, their dishes or right. driving to work, so they actually don't care. But I respect that you want to respect their time, <laughs> so you do what you need to do. Okay. Well, it's like a seven-year story, so I'll condense. Oh, it sure, 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 sure. But sure. Uh, just in a nutshell, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease when I was twenty-two. Um, just had gotten married, just had graduated college, came out of nowhere, no family um, history of it, nothing. And I'm trying not to look at you. <laughs> I'm Instagram storing her while she's talking. Sorry. <laughs> That's the thing about podcasts normally is nobody sees you. I know, but in so this I'm one. using my hands and I'm. Um, <laughs> you can. So it took a while to get diagnosed, and every doctor I saw said that diet couldn't help cause or cure it. Um, and I just kept asking him over and over again. I'm like, is there anything I can do to change? So my specific autoimmune disease is in my colon. There's okay. uh, dozens and dozens of autoimmune diseases. They range from everything from MS to, you know, um, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis to Crohn's disease. There's yeah. tons of different kinds, psoriasis. Um, so basically what it is is your immune system's overactive and it's attacking certain organs of your body. So certain ones attack their skin and their brain and mine is my colon. And tell me, this is me being not as smart yeah. as you want me to be. Autoimmune means what? Well, that's kind of... Why so, do we say auto? Yeah, it, I don't know why you say auto technically, okay. but it, essentially you have an overactive immune system that's wrongfully okay. attacking an organ in your body. Mm. So uh, mine is in my colon and so just my brain, I didn't go to medical school or anything like that, but I was just like, something has got to be going through there. Everything I eat goes through yeah, there. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, so something that I'm eating must be making this worse or maybe something I'm not getting enough of. And mm-hmm. I asked every single doctor and they all said it wouldn't work. Diet wouldn't work. And then I just needed to take medications and the medications were terrible and made me so sick. Um, I was bedridden like half of the year pretty much in, in hospitals. What year is this? So this was in 2000. Seven, I was oh, diagnosed. Wow. You spent almost half the year bedridden. Well, either bedridden and in the hospital or recovering. Oh, like just, gosh. it was just like this long process. So I was either really, really sick or it was take me like six months to get back into like a healthy place where I felt like I was myself. So I was on, um, I had to take leave from work for a little while, like for a good like six, I think like medical leave for like six months. And were you and Ryan um, already married at this we point? We were. Yeah. Okay. I got diagnosed like two months after we got married. Oh my gosh. Were you sick at your wedding? There was something wrong at my wedding, yeah. but I didn't realize what it was. 
We had just graduated college. Ryan started law school, and we moved and got married. And so I was like, oh, it's just Yeah, just life. a few changes. Yeah, I was no like, it's deal. just wedding jitters. So there was definitely something off, but I didn't know what it was. And so, it, But it went downhill pretty quick afterwards. Mm. So we're high school sweethearts, but it was like the... You were like, for richer, for poorer, for in sickness, <laughs> sickness and in and health, health. Hey. broski. Yeah, get yeah. ready. Um, it was, there's some <laughs> stories that are maybe will be saved for another time. Sure. About how quick we got to know each other. And yeah. How, like, Gosh. Yeah. Sure. Um, just no... A colon-based autoimmune yeah, disease. Yeah, there you go. I got you. <laughs> you got I got it. you. You can I just fill you. in the blanks <laughs> yeah. from there. Yeah. Thank goodness he's still with me. Yeah. Um, he's amazing. Uh, yeah, so... All that to say, medications weren't working. They were making things worse. Um, there were threats of like either taking out a portion of my colon, which then could cause a whole bunch of other stuff, or um, IV medications that were every six weeks that basically like shut down my immune system. And they were like, well, if you get near anybody that has colds and flus, you'll get it. Or if you get, you'll get a staph infection, just all this stuff. And I was like, that doesn't sound like a good life at 22. And right. So I started exploring diet and food and uh, found And in 2007, the internet was not very helpful. No, it was mostly, you know, it was mostly like um, medical chat boards. Oh my gosh, chat rooms. Yeah, Yeah. like where, I mean, it was like that blue screen and it's just like people typing back and forth. And I stumbled upon a couple people or just a couple of chat boards of people that had seen some improvement with different diseases, but specifically kind of Crohn's, colitis, things like that by cutting out grains and dairy. Um, and then I, somebody gave me a book that I read and actually, no, I didn't read it right away because I was like totally not stubborn, but you know, when your doctors tell you it's not going to work, you're just kind of like, I just don't really want to try anything new. Yeah. And I don't really want to take out happiness from all the food. Sure. <laughs> like I'm going right. to cut out. Right. But I met somebody, um, who we just happened to move next door to and then had the same disease that I did. And oh, I've my never gosh. met anybody I've before. I've never heard that part. Yeah. <gasps> so, um, I mean, I, there's no ha- just that so just so happened kind of no, stuff. No, no, huh? no. It I was mean, definitely the Lord, yeah, the Lord for sure. And it was crazy because there were we just we just moved, and I actually thought that the Lord put them in our lives for a whole other reason. Mm. Um, and we went over to their house for dinner for like we'd been there for a couple months, and they invited us over for dinner. And she asked me, you know, beforehand, she was like, "Do you have any dietary restrictions?" And I was like, "Well, I'm trying this gluten free thing." Um, and you know, so we went for dinner, and I just she made this whole dinner, and I was like, at the end, I was like, "Thank you so much." for accommodating me. I'm just trying this. And she's like, oh, I totally get it. I have ulcerative colitis. I've been in remission for two years because I have been on this grain-free, dairy-free diet. And I was just like weeping. I was about to say, did you cry? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Because yes. uh, I'd never met anybody with that disease, that particular disease. And I'm young, you know, so yeah. we were still like totally scared and had no idea what to expect from it. And, and isn't that um, something that happens when you meet someone else who's experienced the suffering you've experienced? Yes. There's this like immediate tie together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so um so they just kind of shared their story mm-hmm. and the other part was that they had two, one or two kids at the time and we didn't have any yet and I was mm-hmm. afraid that this might like hinder that oh, possibility sure. because yeah, I was yeah. so sick so much at the time. I was like I don't even know how A I'd even get pregnant but B that I'd be able to actually care for children with the way that this disease is and so that was really encouraging for me to see like they had a family and they you know she seemed really healthy and um just that life was normal for them yeah and so that that was kind of that turning point for me where I just I met somebody in person that inspired me to like give it a shot right um and so from then on you know I mean it took some time but I saw major improvement there's a lot of in there's a lot of stories in there in between I got pregnant with my son ended up having a really, really bad flare-up when he was nine months old Mm. um, because I hadn't really been sticking with the diet as much and then a bunch of hormonal changes. And so I was in the hospital for two weeks when he was nine months old, um, couldn't care for him. They weren't, he wasn't allowed to come into the hospital. Um, and then I was in bed for a good few months afterwards and our oh moms gosh. kind of like took turns living with us and helping. Yeah. And Cause y'all are all in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And helpful. so that was like the big kind of turning point for me though. If I just was like, okay, I have to do something about this cause yeah. now I've got this child. So from that point on, whom which, I adore and cannot convince to love me as much as I love him, but I'm trying. Yeah. Asher, this is this goes out to you. I love you. I think you're funny. I try so hard. <laughs> he's he's a tough cookie. Oh, it takes him. Lord. You know, once once he once you break him, he's like your favorite. He, you will be yeah. his favorite person. I got him close. You we'll did see. get him close. Yeah, we'll you try just, again next time I'm out there. I was there. gonna say it has to be more consistent. Yeah, I know. The no. the whole living on the other side of the, the continent really causes some it's sad troubles. Okay, Sad. so so then you start going like I've got to take this really seriously, and you don't have yeah. a ton of resources no, to go to. Not now at all. it's you can go any fill in the blank free, and there's 94 cookbooks. Yes, right. But when you were starting, <laughs> nothing. There was nothing. There was like there were two blogs that I remember finding that looked decent. You know, um, book wise, 
gosh, I don't think there was anything back then, at least yeah. not that I can think of. Uh, so I found those blogs and I tried some recipes and I was not, I, uh, first of all, I wasn't trained as a chef. I went to school for marketing. I love this. That um, is one of my very favorite things that your recipes are incredibly delicious and you were never trained as a chef. Yeah. It's fantastic. So that, so that's one thing. So I, and I wouldn't even really call myself a foodie back then. Like I, mm-hmm. I ate just to eat kind of, I mean, I enjoyed food. My, my, grandma's Italian and so we definitely like ate growing up but nothing like I don't really I can't I can't tell you a time before that diagnosis or like college that I like can recall like an amazing meal or anything like that and I never would like seek out special food it was just like I just ate yeah um and so but I tried some recipes and we're like gosh this is terrible I don't want to live the rest (laughs) of my life like this right and neither does Ryan no he's like please and so I there were a couple things I threw away and then I was just like wow I just need to start what's the one do you remember one that you're like this will literally we'll never eat this again No, I don't actually. I just remember baking some stuff from other people's recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just tasting it and being like, oh, this tastes like cardboard or like yes. it's just as falling apart. Like it doesn't even. It's oh my gosh, like, that's the problem. So much of it is just like crumbles. Yes. Yeah. And so I was just like, this is awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think just I had to start experimenting because everything that I, I mean, I, granted, we were still newlyweds and I had just gotten out of college. So like the extent of my cooking in college was like frozen stuff and sure. boiling some pasta. So right. I had to learn you're how Italian, to cook. Yeah. So right. you had to boil that pasta. Boil that pasta. <laughs> um, I had to learn how to kind of cook anyways, but then it was almost like starting from scratch because mm-hmm. everything I did know, like, you know, pasta or like my mom made lots of casseroles with like cream of mushroom soup and, you know, Listen, things like that. Listen, do you even know? You probably do know. I don't know what's inside cream of oh, chicken. I do know. I've looked at the ingredients. Yeah, because inside cream of up. chicken is probably, I mean, is it actual chicken? Uh, there's, mm, in the can, I think there is, there's chicken a little bit. It's like chicken parts and they like. Oh my gosh. It's, it's interesting. Have I ever told you a story that when I lived in Scotland, that w- there are so many beautiful things about moving from first world to first world. Yes. Because there, because you kind of can just transfer your life. It's a little bit easier than, it's a lot easier moving to third world, but it's just a little bit easier to think it is. But then there are things that are like fire problems that make, <laughs> and, and you know me, I don't get mad. I don't get mad, mad. But I remember going through a grocery store trying to make a recipe. It was before I was dairy-free and gluten-free. And I needed cream of mushroom. And they Um, didn't have it. And Danielle Walker, as sure as I'm sitting here, I wanted to turn over my grocery cart. And I was like, (laughs) Downs, why are you so angry? (laughs) But it's because it was the culture's so close. Right. But then has misses like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. But I don't even know what's in cream of mushroom except the cream. So I stay away now. So, yeah, cream of mushroom. So there's a cream of mushroom soup that That you make. Yes. Yes. Um, What's it in? It's not in celebrations. It is. It is because it's in the green bean casserole. Oh, but there's right, also right, right. a soup. But so I'm working on my next book, and I've actually like figured out a way to make it like condensed soup, so that you can't can it like you can you can't buy cans, but you can freeze it. So you can basically sub now mine in for any oh, of those like fantastic. I just so learned I could what make King Ranch big... casserole was. Do you know I King saw Ranch you. Casserole? Yes, literally everyone knows. I what have King never Ranch heard is. of it, but King I'm Ranch from Chicken. Northern California. Yeah, it's we like, don't call it casserole. We call it King Ranch. Oh, King Chicken. Ranch Chicken. Yeah. So I thought. The reason why I stumbled upon it, actually, was because I was wanting to create a recipe. I don't remember. I have a dairy-free ranch, which I know you have an affinity for. (laughs) Speaking of crying, the first (laughs) time I ate your ranch, I cried because I hadn't had ranch in three and a half years. Yeah. And it tasted like actual ranch. I love that you cried. I cried. (laughs) Maybe that reveals more than I want it to, but (laughs) I just got teary because I I thought this woman may may make it so that I don't feel like I'm... Because for years, I felt like I was missing out. Right. And just kind of had gone, well, I'll never have pizza again. Right. Well, I'll never have ranch again. Well, I'll never... You know? Yeah. And you've changed that for That's me. That's why but, I, yes, yeah, I don't so want to live that way. No. So I was I was wanting to make a casserole, and I was I had this... I thought it was a bright idea to, like, drizzle ranch dressing mm-hmm. on it. I think it was, like, a taco casserole or something. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But anyways, like, I was like, oh, it tastes really good with my ranch on it. So I just Googled to see if anybody else had done it because I usually do that before I write my book. So I don't want right. to, like, do something people <laughs> right. have already done. And I came, it came up with King Ranch casserole, and then I started researching it more. And was I figured out that it's a Texas Yeah, it's a big-time Texas staple. thing. Yeah. Have you um, wrestled down poppy seed chicken yet? That's one that's coming in the book. It is. It's in the yes. new one. Oh, praise My him. mom used to make it. So, I mean, but it has Ritz crackers on top. I haven't, right. I haven't. What are we going to do? So, I think I'm going to use plantain chips, which actually, like, uh. I know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean. <laughs> Sorry. I know. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I know. You can't use Ritz. You can't so, use Ritz. But, but you plantains know plantains aren't going to do that. Well, like salty plantain chips, and especially I know Angie, you can't. Angie, 
I know. Smith is just shaking her I head. Know. She's like, no. You know what? When you can't have the Ritz crackers and you haven't had them in years and you taste something like that, you're like, it, it may not be close to the original, but you don't remember what the original was. Do you know that's the truth of how I feel it. about your cheese dip? Ah. Is like the the cheese dip, it doesn't taste like if I had just eaten cheese dip. Right. But... When you haven't had cheese dip and you just have something that's creamy yeah. and Mexican-y and kind of cheesy, you go, the Lord has seen me. Right? Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. Okay, so poppy so, seed chicken, anyways. we're going to go with a plantain topper. Uh, maybe. We'll All see. All right. I have to test it a few There's got to be some... Yeah, I can help you with that. Okay. Um, there's got to be something gotta of be a crunchy, crunchy nature. Yeah. I did it. Did you can ever have Can we do chicken? potatoes? Mm, I don't, personally. Oh, yeah. That's one of our... Uh-huh, we we aren't a potato people. Yeah. Right. Um, have, did you ever have chicken Devon growing mm-hmm. up? Yeah, okay, yeah. So I did one chick. I did chicken Devon, and I did do the um, plantain chips on top, and, and it, it worked actually really good. Okay, I believe you. So we'll see. You haven't ever led but me you astray. Know, poppy seed chicken. Speaking of cream of chicken soup, my mom used to make it all the time. It was like cream of chicken soup <laughs> and like a tub of sour cream. <laughs> so it's a little bit difficult, and then like. And then, yeah, so it's literally, I'm asking you to take (laughs) sour cream and make me sour cream that is not dairy. (laughs) I hear myself. I know. I hear what I'm asking you to do. That's like everybody, like the biggest request I get for recipe recreations is mac and cheese. And I'm like, you can't have the grains. So any of the wheat, like pastas, anything like that. And you can't have the sauce. So I'm not really sure. Right. (laughs) I I mean, I help you. I'd like to think that I've gotten pretty good at creating recipes but I'm also not a magician yeah I'm like I will do what I can yeah yeah <laughs> yeah see. I'm not I'm not a sorcerer I can't I mean, turn things into things that they are not <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> but it is my it's like the number one request it's mac and cheese mac and cheese really mm-hmm. is there a number one well now you have me on a rabbit trail what other, what other <laughs> things do people ask you for all the time oh gosh all sorts of stuff. Goldfish crackers. Oh, goldfish, of course. Mm-hmm. I bet they do Cheez-Its. Can Cheez-Its. you make me Cheez-Its? <laughs> I would love to be eating Cheez-Its again. It's not what my pants said. Um, my <laughs> pants would not like me to eat Cheez-Its again. <laughs> oh, I mean, all sorts of stuff. I feel like I've I've recreated most of it, but there's yeah. a few that are out there. You're, I'm Have just you like, done crackers? Do you make yeah, your some own crackers? crackers? Okay. But there's store-bought ones now. There's this brand that they sell at like Whole Foods that's mm-hmm. grain-free and this point in my life I don't really want to be making homemade crackers no. I used to I was doing all that from scratch everything and I was like at this yeah now no because you're like a month from having your third child yeah yes there's just some convenience items that I'm like I gotta I gotta go to at this I gotta, point I gotta trust okay. that they can do this yeah, yeah because those weren't around so when I first started there was nothing packaged what's the first recipe you paleo, recreated that you were like oh what a home run I've done it oh I was going to say, there's some on my site, my old, that original site that are, yeah. I mean, I recreate them, but they weren't great. Um, probably the chocolate, real deal chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yeah. You have those all the time. Yeah, those According were. According to your Insta story. <laughs> I mean, we keep them in our freezer. Yeah. But a lot of times I send those out to people. That's sometimes why they're in my Insta story. Yeah. So listen, I cannot keep cookie dough in my freezer. No. That is like so unwise it's for my terrible. life and the, tri- the kind of life I'm trying me to too. have. <laughs> No, I, I me too. Can't. I don't have the self-control. I'd like to say that I do, but I don't. Listen, there's this one recipe from my hometown called Boyfriend Cookies that no one is supposed to have the recipe, but everybody oh. kind of does. What is that? Oh, they're just it's just like a kitchen sink cookie. You know, okay. it's like coconut and peanut butter and chocolate chips. They're like all mixed in there. But it makes a ton of cookie dough. Uh-huh. And so like a decade ago when I was a bad person, <laughs> a badder person, more bad person, uh, I would just keep the extras in the fridge. And it was literally like when I'm going to bed, oh, when yeah. I'm passing by, I oh, mean, yeah. it's like just it's bad. a handful. Bad I was a monster yeah that is and that's the problem with paleo stuff is that you can it can be very easy to get the mentality of like oh this is healthier for me so i can eat cookies for breakfast and i can eat them and it's i mean you know what i call that i call that the snack well problem mm. because you think you can eat those devil's food snack well things no you can eat a sleeve of those and you're just it's that's not a carrot no i mean it's still a cookie (laughs) it's still a cookie and especially with paleo stuff like you're using almond flour and you're something like their their caloric value is oh sure super high and and there's still sweeteners you know i mean it's like you might use natural stuff and so it's a better much better choice and it won't cause as much inflammation and all that stuff but yeah i mean there's times especially like well, uh, when I'm pregnant or after when I'm nursing and I'm like, if there's cookies in the freezer, it's like, that's my breakfast, three cookies. Cause I'm like <laughs> trying to get kids out the door for school and then right. I've got a baby and I'm starving. And so I'm like, but I, then I realize I'm like, oh, this was not a good idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to remind myself like, okay, you still need to not eat that stuff as often as you do. So how far away is your studio from your house? 
Uh, a stone's throw. Okay, so there are times when you make things in the studio and you bring them over to your kitchen. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much every day is just like a back and forth of like putting things in Tupperwares and especially if I'm testing recipes. Yeah, no, it's right there, which is fantastic. Yeah, because then you are are, you're cooking really good stuff because you want to get the recipe right. Yeah. Like I saw last week you tried to do sneaker doodles. Yes. And you did like sneaker doodles. Is that how you you pronounce them? My friend Maggie and I always said them with an accent. I've always said snicker doodles. Yeah, it is snicker, but we've always said sneaker doodles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I can't wait to text her. My friend Maggie and I, that is the only way we say it. Um, but I saw you did like three different runs. Is yeah, that what every like, recipe is like? Uh, I'm a perfectionist. So the baking Which is why stuff, you're also a New York Times bestselling cookbook author. Thank you. Um, the baking stuff always is a little more. And I just, I mean, I could have thrown, I could have thrown that recipe out there the very first one. And, sure. it, and people probably would have loved it. But sure. it wasn't perfect for me texture wise. And, you know, so yeah, I definitely go through. I mean, like entrees and things like that. I don't necessarily make them twice or even yeah. like, I mean, I will because I test, I want to make sure the recipe is sound once I write it. But but you'll do it. You'll go here. Okay, I'm doing this chicken recipe. Yeah. That's really good. That's yeah. exactly right. I probably will put more salt next time. I was and then say. you do the recipe. Right. You type it up. Yeah. And then somebody and then else do usually again. goes and tests. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. For the entrees especially. Because something like that, yeah, where we're like we're eating it. I'm like, oh, it really needs like an extra. Oh, half sister, a I will of be salt. your poppy seed chicken <laughs> tester. Perfect. You send me that recipe, I'm gonna test the business out of that. <laughs> I'm gonna invite people over. Okay. I've got people lined up. So I have so try this plantain based poppy seed. Don't tell chicken. them. Don't tell them what's that's my that's my trick is I don't tell people what's in it. Yeah, first. yeah. Okay. Because if they hear like cashews are in it instead of cream, then they're like, oh, I don't want that. Man, you know that's why I screwed up at Thanksgiving is I, I did that. I did the cashews a little. It made for a little bit of a grainy spinach entree. Yeah, it's got to be a good a good blender. It's yeah. got to be a good blender. But it's amazing what cashews can morph into. I, it is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yes. It's like who else is a morpher like cashews? Who else? Or who like else a, can do that? A, like can what other spinach do that? Who else kind of can be be all things to all people? <laughs> I wish I could see Honestly, Angie. Angie just thinks we're the most entertaining show she's ever watched over here. That's, you know, that's because Angie's Angie and I have fun talking about her pantry and her fridge, so she's laughing. Well, it's because, because she shops like she's a 17-year-old boy <laughs> and feeds all of her children out of a kitchen. Am I right, Angie? I've gotten better. <laughs> I've she gotten has, better, she says. She has. She was texting me. She said something about, we were texting last week, and I was talking about, um, oh, what was it? One of your girls asked why I haven't cooked for them. And I was joking and I said, well, I usually save cooking for people who actually care about like what they're eating instead of having like fruity pebbles. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no judgment. I'm just not going to spend my money on the expensive ingredients Thank if, you. if you don't care about it. Thank you. And she texted me a picture and she's like, I threw away the fruity pebbles. She's made a step <laughs> in the right direction. She's buying like some more somewhat natural organic cereals. With so less red dye 40 or yes. whatever the one is that people think are is bad for you. Yes. Red 50? What's 40. the number? 40. 40. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I, sh- I should be more scared of red 40 it's, than I am. But. It's actually like the studies, if you read about them, I and we won't need to go into too much like scientific detail. Yeah, because I don't it know. It causes behavioral problems in kids. I mean, they've actually seen correlation. Really? Yeah. And that's why not kids, kids go crazy when they have candy, but not just because of the sugar, but because of all like the artificial oh, stuff too. Oh, the colors. Yeah. yeah. So, so how do you handle holidays like at Halloween mm-hmm. or an Easter that is so candy based mm-hmm. in your home with your kids? Cause your kids don't have to eat just the way you do, but they do eat yeah. really natural and healthy. They do. They're, they eat the way that I eat probably 80% of the time, but that's just because that's what I'm making. And they like all, I mean, I purposely make my baked goods so that kids will enjoy them. So kids that do have to eat that way because of certain diseases or ailments or allergies can actually enjoy life and not feel like they're feeling deprived. So my kids love that stuff, but they are, they're gluten-free 100% of the time. Yeah. Um, And I, I give them some candy, but like we, so we kind of do like a happy medium. At Halloween, we go trick-or-treating. And we let him collect because that's fun. That's just like part of right. going out with your friends and, Versus and everything. Being like, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We're going to stay GFDF. in and turn our lights yeah. off and we're <laughs> yeah. just going to abstain from the, you know, I'm like his right. friends are coming with sacks full of candy. So I let him collect, which is part of the fun. I mean, it's really totally. that's like how much did you get? He doesn't necessarily care about the candy. So I usually let him keep a couple pieces and then he trades it all in and we either give him like a Target gift certificate or a Lego. Yeah. Uh, which he so far, I mean, he's almost To be seven. clear, you don't give him a Lego. You'll give no, him like, like a little a set. box. Yeah, of, yeah. Yes. Not I just like, don't 
don't want people to be like, man, he trades in all his candy for a Lego. <laughs> a block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be like, Danielle about, is brutal. In about 20 years, you'll be able to actually build something with <laughs> yeah. each block that you that's got. Right, no, right. a Lego. You'll still be trick-or-treating like as a 35-year-old trying to just get yeah, enough right. Legos. Although now okay. he's into Pokemon cards, so now everything is Pokemon Oh, cards. yes, he is. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, so he's our little collector. He likes to, like, he mm-hmm. moves on once he's collected, like, the entire yeah. 5,000 pieces sure. of whatever it is. Right. So up till now, he's been okay with that. And then we buy uh, some candies I, or I make some stuff. Like I've got different recipes for like homemade things, some yeah. chocolates and gummies and things like that. But yeah. um, there's brands now. They're not um, – There, I wouldn't – still I would never call them healthy, but they're healthier. Sure. So there's like no artificial dyes. There's no high fructose corn syrup. So you can get all that stuff now at health food stores or even like Target's been selling a lot of it yeah. lately. So there's a bunch of different brands. I mean they make a lot of the same stuff. So they've got yeah. like sour worms and they've got, you know – M&M-esque type candies. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I don't want them to grow up feeling deprived, but I also want them to learn what's in their food and understand the difference. And, you know, so, and his, I mean, his stomach hurts when he eats junk. Like there's occasional times where we'll go to a movie or something and I'll let him get popcorn and a snack. And like, but I think the last two times we've done it, he's barfed. Yeah. <laughs> like just straight up thrown up the next day. And I'm like, see, see, he told you, <laughs> stay away from that business. What is your very favorite recipe to cook? Do you have one that you're like, oh, man, this one's fun, or I love the way this tastes? Um, I would say... Uh, there's a pepperoni pizza pasta that I have. Oh, yeah. That I created when I was pregnant because I always crave pizza. That one's good. Actually, Angie, I know, Angie just raised her hand. It, which yeah. was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then otherwise, I have a lasagna that's dairy-free that I make anytime I have people over because yeah. they, they don't know that it's dairy-free. Mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. just a good comforting dish. It takes forever, so I wouldn't say it's like the most yeah. enjoyable What's your thing. noodles? I remember watching it. They're, they're actually... I, they're almost um, like really thin tortillas. They're not That's really it. noodles. That's yeah, it. yeah. So, but you don't notice. I mean, it's it's a little bit different of like yeah. a texture, but it works really well. They work for enchiladas and stuff too. So it's kind of what I've just. How did you done. talk Ryan into eating like this? Because I know that probably some of our friends who are listening are like, "Yeah, I want to eat like that," but how do I make my husband who doesn't have the same dietary needs I have? How do I make him buy into this? Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's tough because I have a saint of a husband. He's just the sweetest thing ever. Sure. Agreed. Um, we were young, and he was sick of seeing me sick. And so he actually started eating that way with me, like, out of solidarity, which yeah. was, thank goodness, because I would probably still be sick to this day if he wouldn't. Yeah. So I had I was really bad at committing to it, and I was back and forth and wasn't seeing the improvement. But when we would do it or when I would do it, we'd see improvement. So it was like... So finally, one day, after probably a few months or so of me kind of like in and out and taking things off of his plate that I shouldn't be and, and everything, he was like, do you need me to do this with you just so that you stick with it? Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was at, for a while, I was keeping, you know, I would make something, but I was keeping like rice or bread or, you know, things like that in the fridge or freezer for him. And I would make him that and then I wouldn't have it. And but if it was if we're sitting next to each other having dinner, you know, and he's got this plate full of like rice and whatever like sure. uh, like I'm wearing like curry or something and I'm like just mine that's just all <laughs> spilling out of the plate. Yeah, that's right. I'm like I just really want a bite of yours and so I would take bites or I'd take his french fries or whatever. Yeah. And so we just ended up deciding just to have it not in the house at all. And then uh he, interestingly enough, uh he would go to work and he would eat whatever he wanted, which I was sure. like, you know, when you're not with me, do what you want. Right. Um and so he'd have a burger or whatever, he'd come home and he wouldn't feel good. Yeah. He'd have like brain fog or he wouldn't sleep very well or how he always rolls his eyes when I say it, but like he'd be in the bathroom more often. <laughs> right. And so he's never been diagnosed with anything, but they say one in three people in the U.S. have celiac, or not, I'm sorry, don't have celiac, but have a gluten intolerance. Right. And don't know it, because there's just hundreds of symptoms that can be associated with gluten intolerance. Sure. So it's not necessarily an allergy, but their body just doesn't process it well, but they don't realize that, like, the migraines that they're having every day, or that it, you know, they don't sleep well through the night, or they have joint pains, like, that that could be associated with it. And so since, I mean, ever since now, 2000 probably 2008 he's been gluten-free and mostly grain-free and paleo too just because he feels better he just like he just notices a very big difference when he doesn't eat it and so he's like all right I'll just do it you know and you were saying earlier at lunch to our friend we had a little baby shower for you today because you're pregnant and so a handful of us went to lunch with you all together and you were saying to one of our friends that had done like a whole 30 a test yeah Yeah. she had done like a test of um of like a 
an allergy kind of test. Right. But you would lean toward it. If someone says, man, I don't feel good. Yeah. After every meal, my stomach hurts. Or, or every night I can't sleep. You would lean toward, instead of only testing or testing, you would lean toward an elimination diet yeah, for and trying sure. that. So would that be Whole30? Is that like your first jump to? I would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's there's tons of different programs out there. And I don't think it necessarily has to be a Whole30. But I do think that it has a really good ground kind of groundwork of just what things to cut out. They cut out probably they cut out all of the major culprits for inflammation sure. essentially so they cut out grains and dairy all sweeteners um i mean you can have fruit and then alcohol it's a it's a strict it's so strict it's, it's like strict. lean meat vegetables and fruit not lean meat they don't actually i mean they, they don't are, care about your meats no they are fine with all fats like i mean ah, you're, okay. you're supposed to get lots of good can fats. you avocado oh you can avocado so is it south beachy out. no so it's, it's. I just can't bring myself to do. I haven't done it yet because my life is so so very close to that already. That I'm like, you are super I close. Care. I was gonna say the way you eat is already super close. And if you're not still having issues, then I think you're fine. But I think people they they do it for a few different reasons. And you can go on their books and websites. Um, you know, and they're they're good team they've that, that created it but do you know the people i do met them? Yeah. yeah um and sh- yeah melissa um has become a good friend of mine it's a it's in a pretty amazing program just in terms of the success or not success but like the the change that people have seen so a lot of people go into it either looking to lose weight which sure. they are like actually like super anti yeah, they don't weight like loss. they yeah. don't like they don't want you to weigh yourself and um or they're looking to change their food habits like they've right. got food addictions right. or they've got issues where you know they're 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 eating cookies all throughout the day yeah. like me um, <laughs> and they don't notice that there's a problem there right so but then the 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 amazing part is that so many people come out of it having health issues that they didn't even realize were so much of a problem but they are either like completely almost gone or mm-hmm. you know so like and and you just hear I mean you heard our friend today is just say like I've never felt better yeah and she was even saying some of the stuff that came back on her allergy test she was eating during those 30 days consistently but felt never better than she's ever felt yeah. and so she's like I just don't know what to trust so yeah I, I think your best thing it's just harder and that's what people don't really I mean we've been so trained in the western culture to just like go get tests and then go get medications yeah. and it's like just those quick fixes because people don't want to have to do the not that they don't want to have to but it's just hard to do that just, work there's yourself a, if, when and, there's an easy path that right. is the first one you're gonna right. try yeah and so, but some of those tests, I mean, I think they're good, but I do think, I think a 30-day elimination where you're just cutting out all of those things. And 30 days is a good number. Why? It's a good number. It's just a good number for your body. Well, first of all, there's a lot of like mental stuff about right. it, but it's also a good time for your body just to get to heal. Like to your gut out. needs to heal. Yeah. You need to get inflammation down and you can't do, it needs to be 30. Like you can't do five days and be like, oh, I'm going to just have fun on the weekend. And then, cause yeah. then you're just introducing you're all just of that recycling. stuff back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think it's just a good time to really get a good glance on like what is happening. So one of the things that I that I was dragging my feet about for a long time, mostly just felt really overwhelming, and because of just like history of eating disorders in middle school and high school, sure. but was keeping a food journal. Yeah, and it's kind of a similar thing. And I was so overwhelmed already when I was really sick, and then I was cutting out all this stuff. But there were certain things that I was still eating that were still making me sick, and sure. I just wasn't seeing them because I was just there was so much going on. But when you write down like daily what you eat, and then if you look at symptoms the next day, and you're like, oh wait. I had the same thing on Tuesday that I had on Friday, and I had the same symptoms on Saturday that I had on Wednesday. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, some people, it may take a little bit more time, but for some people, it's like that drastic and that immediate. And it's pretty incredible to see. And so, Whole 30 specifically, they focus on a lot of like the re entry of the foods mm-hmm. uh, and paying and, attention. And paying attention, yeah. So, yeah. You're, not, you're not going on 30 days like where you do a diet and then you're just going back to normal. Like mm-hmm. you do 30 days and then you see if it's helped, and then you start adding in like one small food group at a time. Yeah. Because if you're going off of all that stuff and you feel great, but then all of a sudden you're adding in like 10 things at a time, there's no way to pinpoint. Right. How do you know, right? Yeah, there's no way to say. Like, like if I you brought feel... back chocolate and bread. Right. Who so, knows? Who knows? Right. Yeah, if you feel like crap the next day, you're just like, I don't know if it was the bread or the chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do think it's a good program if you're having issues. I mean, I still think it's really great to go see like a functional medicine doctor or naturopath or something to help you kind yeah. of navigate it but yeah oh, girl, i do you I know think i love I know my naturopath oh i know you do <laughs> listen i am a fan of going to that kind of doctor i know i almost called her a witch doctor she's uh. not she's not she's not but i jokingly say that but because it's just all natural it, it's 
all natural right versus medicine though i also yeah. think there's a lot of wisdom that doctors and nurses gain yes and there's times when medicine is the right answer absolutely and so it's i couldn't have done lasik by going to a naturopath right, right? that's right. what i say too i'm like I, first of all i was so sick i had to have like multiple blood transfusions i mean part of the story oh, that wow. i kind of left out was that i almost died probably like three or four times <gasps> oh my gosh honestly uh and so i'm like yes western medicine and medications and and hospitals have saved me i've had yeah. i've had to have emergency c sections with both my boys. So again, it's like if that wasn't there, I probably would have died. Yes. So I'm like, yes, there are absolutely, definitely um, the circumstances where it's necessary. Tell us your but, daughter's name that you're pregnant with right now. Oh, can you? Is I, it I mean, I haven't said it out loud. Oh, yet. sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. Angie's like, what? I know. Oh, sorry. I forgot. No, because so you the have the reason why it. is because there's a lot. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay. But the only reason why is because there's a lot of meaning behind it, and there's sure. a big story, and I want to be able to write about it. So oh, there's an understanding. Good. So that's why I haven't. I mean, people that we know know yeah. it because I've individually explained. Yes. So um, and I we will. have to monogram things. <laughs> Obviously, that's the main reason. I was right. like, yeah, yeah, cool story. What's the letter? I need to. Mon- no, I'm just kidding. It was you a very cool story. Southern. I know, right? Monograms. That's right. I know. Um, but yes. Yeah, so sorry, I'm not going to say it yet. Okay, don't. But she's uh, she's coming June 12th, 7 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> approximately 7 a.m. No, on not June approximately 12th. 7 a.m. Those doctors are. I I had to have emergency C-section. So this time, where my doctor was like, "We're doing a C-section. There's yeah. no and ifs or buts yeah. about it." So, so go. it's kind of nice, actually. I mean, I'm not looking forward to the surgery, but like the the. Uh, I just I've got care lined up for the boys. Yeah. I'm like I could put some makeup on. Oh my gosh, I can look like a person. You can get a cute little I can robe. Get a good night's sleep the night before, yeah, as opposed to like right. being in labor the whole time. So right. Unless she's like an overachiever. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say if she comes early, there's nothing I can do about it. But sure. um, but there's a certain like kind of calmness now where I'm like, okay, I know she's coming. I don't have to like do the mm, tens of miles of walks trying to like push them out later. Or, like, do you know the there's a thing in Georgia? Pizzas. That's it. Where they go, everybody goes and eats this same yeah, eggplant it parmesan work. it doesn't, doesn't work, work really but everybody does oh it. they do it they all feel I mean, like it's... okay well i know it hasn't worked for literally anybody but <laughs> i'm gonna go do it there's all sorts of i mean i was late so i was late with my first eight days and i did all those things i mean i was taking that castor it's castor oil it's oh. like you the things you do to yourself to try to get those right. kids out you're just like right. is this worth it so if there's some kind of I'm, I'm a little bit at peace at this point that i'm like i don't have to worry about it yeah and we've that's got right the time and you know so yeah so anyways i will be announcing her name after that okay at but, time Pro- yes. so we'll look for it mid-June. Yes. We'll look for a name sorry. announcement. I'm not sorry. sorry I'm, not giving you, I'm not giving you exclusive access. No, I, I thought I was going to get some exclusive you're not, juice. You're not paying me enough. I know. <laughs> yeah, let me multiply. <laughs> Whatever I'm paying you for being here, multiply that by 100. Great. And you're still getting zero dollars. <laughs> um, anything times zero. Uh, this is a serious question on accident. Tell me, the, tell me what you think about God based on how your life has changed based on how you've changed how you eat. Oh, gosh. Okay. I was like, where's this going? Um, That whole thing is something that's kind of been like building up in me over the years. So there's a lot. That's a, that's a, that's a big question to unpack, to be quite honest. But so just do what you've uh, just don't tell yeah, me the name. Yeah. Tell me everything but the baby's name. <laughs> Just explain your entire theology. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting that you yeah. spend day in and day out listening to your body, thinking about your body, and thinking about a lot of people's Yes. Health. And what does that tell you about God? You know, it's interesting. I, I, there's a lot of questions that I still have that I'm kind of trying to work through at the moment. Um, it's taught me a lot in the, in the way, and it's changed a lot of the way that I think about the way that he works in our lives and then also just what healing should look like. Mm. I think... Um, backing way back up to my original story that I did also left out because like I said this is long and you can read a lot about it on my my books and my blog but we went to Africa um, to Uganda like uh, a few months after I was diagnosed and really felt clearly like the Lord was telling us that we should still go even though I wasn't feeling very good yeah because we were supposed to be going to work in these IDP camps where people you know were displaced and we're seeing actually healing. I mean, we heard all these stories of like, oh, last week, you know, like all those stories you hear sure. about people that go yeah, on mission yeah. trips where someone hasn't walked in months and they get up and walk and yeah, those yeah, incredible, yeah. like miraculous things. And so we felt like the Lord was like, if you're obedient and you go, we were supposed to go with this team of like 20 people, then, you know, like that I would find healing there. Yeah. And it was this huge letdown. I ended up having to get like pretty much medevaced back to U.S. because I needed blood transfusions, which oh, you don't gosh. don't do in Uganda. Yeah. Um, and it just really shifted the Were way. Were you all on your own plane? 
No. Oh. I mean, okay. no, not I'm like, to be like, Lord, girl. No, not on our own plane. <laughs> but you had to, like, it was an it emergency was, yeah, to get you back. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah it yeah, was yeah. like the doctor oh was gosh. like, we cannot help you here. You have to go back to the U.S. Oh essentially. So when um, you thought that you were going to be like healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was very frustrated and angry at first. Um, but after looking back on it, and especially now that I've had this whole business, if you will, that's come out of it. Yeah. Which is not what I set out to do. It didn't, it wasn't supposed to become a business. It was supposed to help people. So it's just been amazing both ways. But I always say that if he would have healed me in Africa, like I had expected, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And so that is cool just to see in the way that he works. I mean, I, I was so young and if I would have just been better, I would have taken it for granted. I guarantee it. And I was 20 in my twenties, you know, and if I'd only experienced the disease for a few months, as opposed to the years that I ended up suffering from it. And so the suffering that I experienced, I think has made me so much more empathetic to others that are experiencing that. And I feel like there's almost always this closeness that he keeps. And I don't like that. I don't like thinking that that's the way that he works, but at the same time, I think that that is very important in what I do, because if there's been a long period of time where I've been healthy, I start to repress a lot of the emotions and memories that Mm. come with being really sick. And then if I experience like last year I had, you guys know, because you guys were with me through it. um, I had like kind of another bout of it um, after having my son, which typically happens sometimes hormonally. And, you know, I mean, my first thing is like, why am I not healed? I do believe that he will heal me, whether it's here in heaven, but I, I, I feel like every time I go through that, I'm like, okay, this is just reminding me of my purpose and what I'm doing for people. And I mean, millions, I get, I get literally millions. millions You're not exaggerating. There are millions of people yeah, yeah, that are being helped by my story and by eating this way. And not that I, by your ranch dressing girl, there's millions of people being changed by ranch. Very free ranch. In a nutshell though, to be, I mean, and, and I don't know still what it's going to look like, but I honestly feel like he's working through this. I I feel like there's this big healing movement in the U S I do. And I feel, and it's food and that's, what's so cool to me. I'm like, okay, he is show, he has shown, maybe he's not giving me the, like, I always joke, like the, the palm to the forehead, like you're healed type of a healing that I was expecting, but he showed me this way that I could live, that I could actually still feel well mm-hmm. um, while the disease is still there it's not cured but like yeah. I am actually being able to manage the symptoms and in the meantime helping a lot of other people get that way and I think that this is just like his it's a new way that he's working in in our country to bring people health which is crazy um, and it's not medications and it's not science it's just literally like the food that he mm-hmm. created mm-hmm. before it went into factories and yeah. to, was modified and grown in different ways. So I don't really know if that answered the question that you were asking, but yeah, no, I like it. Um, that's kind of, that's what I feel about God and my health and everything. I still would love to fully be healed and not have that always like in the back of my mind, like I could get sick at any moment. Um, and I believe that that will happen. Does that happen? Do you think about it all the time? Do you think all the time? Really? Yeah. Pretty much all the time. Mm. (laughs) Like there's just, if I'm not careful enough, if I'm, you know, if I don't eat well enough or, or, I mean, I, if I see like any small symptom, I, my brain immediately goes there. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm the again. same way with PCOS. If I see one tiny symptom, yeah. cause I, you and I have talked about this before, but I feel very similar about PCOS that the Lord could have like healed my body right. or he could, or he was smarter and better to walk yeah. me through me choosing the healing that was already available right. to me and how I ate and how I treat my body. But, and so I think, and I believe that the Lord has healed me and that when my body needs to do the things it needs to do, it will. Yeah. And like getting pregnant, right. but with PCOS, but when I have little flare ups come up or if something goes weird at my naturopath doctor yeah. and she goes, Oh, I think your sugars are off. And I, you I mean, just, go into just like, a, a month yeah. ago, I mean, three weeks, not even, Two or three weeks ago, I just burst into tears because she was like, I think you probably should be back on this other thing that she had me on that was helping with PCOS. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I've done the I've work. Done that, yeah. I'm doing, you know, and, and I totally, literally burst into tears. I almost called you on yeah. the drive home. Oh, you should Cause have. Because I, I thought, wait, I'm doing the work. Yeah. I'm doing the work. And she was so sweet. She was like, Annie. Yeah. We are not panicked. We just need a reset. Yeah. Clean it. Be a, go another level cleaner. Go another. It's level, good to know. have somebody like that that helps keep you sound. Because I've been going through a similar thing, and just you jump. And well, especially because going through something like that can be really traumatizing. Traumatic. Yes. Extremely. So 
I have like that as soon as I see anything like that, I think I just get like PTSD and I'm like, yeah. I can't go back there. I can't be in bed sick. I can't, right. you know, and then I, then I start beating up on myself of like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that or I should have managed that stress better, you know? So yeah. yeah, it's always at the back of my mind or forefront of my mind really, yeah. I guess. Um, and I would love for a day to come where that's not like that, but then I don't know that I would still be, you know, I think I would lose sight of what I'm doing. And, and I think I, I notice during those times where I've been really well, like where people will share their stories of health with me. And I mm-hmm. notice there's more of a coldness than when I've been close oh, to it, wow, wow. you know, or, and it, and it, cause it can get emotionally draining when people are yeah. <laughs> telling you their entire life story and they're in tears and they're have had serious health, you know, and health issues. And it's, it's hard to hear it all, but Man, it's so beautiful. It's, I've seen it, though. I've seen the lines of people waiting to just tell you, like, yeah. your cookbook changed our family. It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's such a gift that God, on so many levels, that God gave you the ability to even use your brain to think through, I could do macaroni and cheese <laughs> in a different way, right? Or I right. could do King Ranch chicken. But that we also live in a time where there's a lot of options like almond flour. Yeah. When 50 years ago, well, we could do all the whole, I like, was going to say, yeah. And wasn't dangerous right. right then and all the things. But, Here's a whole you know, story. it's just amazing that, that you are able to do all the things you're able to do. I feel like it's a real gift from the Lord. Yeah, but it is draining to hear. I, I, I yeah. work through that with people who struggle with similar things that I struggle right, with. Right. And you go like, man, I want to hear you. You're also the you're also one of so many women mm-hmm. or men who are being helped by this. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear all those stories. And it's also a little bit draining. Yeah. But it's it's this balance, right? right. Of, I'm so grateful. Line up and yes, tell me. Yes, absolutely. I yeah, like, hear I want to hear it. Yeah. But um yeah, it can get it can get a little Especially when, I think this happens a lot, Angie and I have talked about this, where, you know, people just don't know everything that's going on. So people don't know you're having a flare-up. Right. Or they don't know that I burst into tears at my doctor's right. office. And so then two days later, I'm on the road. Right. And I have to be like, Annie. Uh-huh. And it doesn't matter what's going on in my heart or in my life or in my phone or right. in my health. Right. I have to do my job. And and that is that's hard. Yeah, it is. It's an it's interesting too, especially with living in a social media world, what you decide to share and what you choose not to. But every time I have shared about those flare ups or just that things are not going perfect, it's like the freedom that comes to people from that is huge too. Cause I think you can feel, I think part of why you probably burst into tears and why I get so concerned is you start to feel like a failure Yeah, and that like you've been trying, but it's not perfect. And so I think people love to see that though too, of like, okay, it's not always a perfect journey and, you know, getting sick can still happen. And yeah. I think it's just a good reminder, though, too. Um, but so I, you know, sometimes I share and, and obviously when it's still when it's fresh, I don't because mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to still work through it. Yeah, so yeah, I usually yeah, share yeah, it yeah. after the fact. Yeah. But, yeah, it's true where you have to go out there and, you know, talk about it. And then there's all sorts of other stuff for me, especially just with what I do. It starts to creep in of like, oh, well, am I just, you know, am, I start to doubt my mm. my whole mission and what I am speaking about, you know, I'm like, well, it's right. not even working for me right now. Am I just right. spitting out lies, you know? So, man, do you know what's fascinating like- though, Danielle, is any of us with the thing God's called us to yes. can do that exact same Absolutely. sentence of like, wait, I'm preaching this right. statement not from a stage right yeah. and my life does not reflect that it's true, even though it's true. Right. So am I deceiving myself? Uh-huh. Am I deceiving all these people who listen to me? If I tricked us all into believing something that isn't actually true. Trickery. Right, know, right. Is, am I my own witch about. doctor? Yeah. That is what I'm asking. That's what I've come here to ask you. <laughs> but so I think we all at some at some level, if you are really passionate yes. about doing the thing you're called to do, at some point you go, is this really real? Right. Am I sure? Because I care so much, but it's not working for me today. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I think so too. Yeah, I think the doubt creeps in always. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, that yeah, and that's why I burst into tears because I was yeah, like, right. "Oh my gosh, wait!" Yeah, we beat this. Right? Why are we here? Right? Why are we doing this again? So yeah, I get that. Yeah. The very last question we always ask on the podcast. Oh, I wasn't is, prepared for this. I know that means you don't listen. It's cool. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Just kidding. The very last question that I always ask people because the podcast is called That Sounds Fun. Right. I want to know what sounds fun to you right now. Right now. Yeah. Like right now. Like if you could do, there is no money. There is no health problem. There is no, there is no limit. You could do anything you want right now. What would you do? Oh, gosh. What sounds fun? What sounds fun? I was, my first thing was going to say to go to Disneyland. We love Disneyland. (gasps) Yeah, you do? Oh, oh, yes. We are like, I mean, I wouldn't, we're, there's a lot of 
Disneyland aficionados out there, but like we are, we love Disneyland. We were just yeah. there a couple weeks ago. But How far is the drive? Five hours. Oh, so it's, it's like worth fast. loading everybody up? Yeah, it was something we, we actually, a couple years ago, we had season passes and we would go like on a whim. Like oh, there was, yeah. there was a day where we were sitting on our couch and we were getting ready to show our house and we were just like, what should we do for the day? We have to get out of the house. And it was, we just had Asher at the time. So he was like three and a half or four. And we were like, let's just go to Disneyland. And so we we packed up and we left. And it was great. So I would say that was that. that What's your ride? What's your go-to? Do you have one that is like your thing? You know what? This is the worst part. I have been pregnant probably for like, I've been pregnant for like three years straight. I was about to say for 10 years total. It feels like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you've been pregnant. A lot. a lot. So the last, literally the last like three years we've gone to Disneyland, I could barely ride anything. Oh, sure. Um, I got wild this time. We just went and I actually rode the Cars ride because it's just like a fast car. Yeah. It's like not bumpy. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to take the chances. This, yeah. this and sh- baby who has no name can handle <laughs> riding in a fast car. So I get that. I was like, I'm going to just do it. I felt yeah. like I felt like I was like totally breaking all rules and that people were looking at me, judging me. That's like, how you found the airport, too. People yeah. are like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you flying? Do you know, I've never noticed that there are no pregnant people in airports <laughs> until you told me that story today. <laughs> I mean, I've just never even noticed. I'm still like seven weeks out, but people, I, I'm not kidding you, like all eyes were on my stomach and yeah. I think they all thought I was about to give birth. Like, yeah. why is she in this airport? <laughs> like, hey, I have a right to fly still, too. Come on. Let me let my life people (laughs) have you sorted out how to make a dairy-free dole whip from disneyland that stuff is so good i probably can i put that in the hopper yeah please okay Okay, Okay. add that to yeah that stuff is good let me put that in the suggestion box over it against all grain.com it's in the suggestion box that stuff is because you can't probably eat very much there huh actually disneyland's surprising so uh, there's not a lot of paleo options, but there's yeah. a ton of gluten-free options. Okay, um, They are actually almost, I mean, they're pretty amazing in that, and it's probably a liability thing because they can't, like, they're so huge they can't worth, you're, like, they can't risk sure. getting, like, sued. Sure. But if you tell them that you're gluten-free there, they will send a chef out, even at, like, the places where you just go up and order at the counter. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. They'll send, like, a cookout. They'll tell you about the menu. They'll change, like, their gloves. They'll change the fryers. They'll change, <gasps> they'll change the oil in the fryers? They have, like, a separate fryer. Yeah, wow, they'll wow, change wow. their grill. Like, they'll they'll clean the grill and do, yeah. like, a separate grill. I mean, it's pretty incredible, like, especially incredible. for something that huge. And where, yeah. on, let's be honest, like, the amount of people that actually need gluten-free is yes. very small. Do you know, that's what comparison. I always say is I go, I'm gluten-free, but I'm not, like, gluten-free. Right. Like, you don't need, that's why I say, don't change your gloves. Yeah, yeah. Like, just don't let me eat a sandwich. Right. It's pretty much my, right. yeah, just don't give me bread. Yeah, so, no, they're amazing. And even, and they're, they have dairy-free options and, like, soy-free. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pretty amazing yeah. about it. So, I'm actually, I do okay there. I mean, we bring snacks and stuff, but, yeah. no, I do fine, especially for dinners and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I, that sounds fun. Disneyland. Oh, I love Disneyland. I agree. Will you, before you go, will you soapbox for one minute about being soy free? People need to know. Oh, gosh. Like, why? Yes. Oh, is- I'm so bad at, like, actually regurgitating the information okay. that I read. You don't but have to. But I, I, I was telling Angie this this morning so, about soy. I mean, I would stay away from soy at, like, all costs. Anybody. Yes. I just, Anybody. Everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, especially for females, it's, a, like, a hormone disruptor. And yeah. Uh, it's just and now with the ability to get almond milk. Yes. Just if you're if you're not drinking a milk from a cow, <laughs> drink milk from a nut. <laughs> yeah, as long not as it's not filled with a bunch of junk. That's the other problem. Almond milk and stuff. Um, if you're if you're getting a good quality almond or coconut milk, I would say those would be your best yeah. bets. Um, soy, I know soy had such a moment for like it 10 did. Years, soy really had its moment, and it's not. I mean, it can it can cause a lot of different issues in a lot of people. Uh, okay. Just Google, you can Google yeah. it. But um, I just want people to know that that's not. I it's didn't not know a until you taught me. I thought it was a healthy. Art- I thought, I look at me with my soy milk, and you were like, I mean, remember I had yes. an Instagram story, and you were like, Downs, <laughs> cut the soy milk, and I was like, no. I try not to be that friend unless. But I'm I want asked. you to. I know. I was gonna say I only you do have it if so I'm much permission in my life. When I don't want to be that things. person that's like goes to people's house and they're like, I have to hide things in my house. But like, oh my gosh, no way. I mean, well, Angie and I just joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angie can't, you can't hide an entire kitchen. That's the problem. You can't hide a fridge. We thought so. we need to do at some point, we need to do like a live video where we go through her kitchen. Because, a thousand percent. Because I was at her house. So the eggs, if you watched my Instagram story this morning, eggs that we talked about, which we talked about the last time I was here. And Angie still hasn't learned. But yes, I was going through her fridge and there was, this bottle of syrup 
there were a couple different bottles, right? Yes, I and, love this story. And one said she had so she had Aunt Jemima syrup, uh-huh. which clearly I think everybody knows is not actual maple syrup. It did right? not come from a tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's I mean it's in a woman's body. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> bottle itself is a woman's body. You can't believe that that was sapped from a tree. Yeah, for sure. So and then she's got this glass bottle that says that has like this like log cabin on it, and it's like Vermont's finest syrup or something like sure. that. And so I pulled them both out. And I was like, hey, Ange, what do you think these have in common? And I, and she's like, I don't know. And I was like, flip over the ingredients. I was like, neither one of them have maple in the ingredients. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Not, not a single bit. Like high fructose <laughs> corn syrup was in the Aunt Jemima. Oh and then gosh. I think the Vermont maple syrup was like the first ingredient was like rice syrup or something. Yeah, no, maple no maple in anywhere. Right. No, no. And, and she's like, but the, it was like expensive and it was in a glass bottle. And I was like, I know the marketers really get you. They know. And so it didn't Shape say. Shape it like a maple leaf and I'll buy that. Right? Yep. So it said Vermont's fine syrup, but nowhere did it say maple. And so we had a little <laughs> lesson about like reading the ingredients. Right. Um, but I opened up her so fridge literally today it and there was never... still Aunt Jemima. Oh, you still have Aunt she, Jemima. But then she also has pure maple syrup. Okay, good. Well. So there is that yeah. one. Yeah, because you yeah. can get the pure at like the Kroger. Right. At, like, the, yeah, you yeah. can get it anywhere these For days. For sure. I mean, it yes. should just be maple, literally maple. Is just like... And when you flip it over, it should say maple <laughs> syrup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, my, you and I have talked about this, but my, somebody told me if you, if it's Made in a plant, you shouldn't eat it. If it's made from a plant, you should. That's a good idea. I mean, I'm I'm all for animal proteins too, so I'm not like vegan just from a plant. But yes, I agree. If it's made in a plant, it's probably not a good idea. It's probably not the best idea for you. Though everybody, everybody can fall into a Twinkie situation once or twice in their life, and no one is judging. No, no one's judging. That's the thing. If you want to feel bad, I'm here to help you. Yeah, that's right. If you don't, then just live your life. Do what you want to do. That's right. Hey, because listen, you and I are going to be best friends for a long time, and I'm still going to have Coke Ices every now and again, and I get it. I get that they are a poison to my life, but I just need like one a summer week. I know. Not a week. I know. No. One a month. Yep. One a month. When and I, I, only I see when you I go put them on theaters. your Instagram stories and I'm like, pray for she you. And then I'm oh gonna- my gosh. <laughs> Lord, bring conviction to Annie no, I'm for like, drinking that Coke She knows icy. better, but she's going to still do it. And at, at least you're making like an informed yes. decision. Every and, time I make that choice, yep. I go, okay, yep. then Is tomorrow. It worth it? Yes. Yeah. Am I do? And I downsized. Yep. I don't get the okay. same size okay. I used to get. I've downsized. We've made some improvements. And this is the other, the, you're, this is really the truth. I stop when I feel bad and I <laughs> used to go. not. Yes. And that is, I think that is a you heart understand thing that. that has changed. Yeah, totally. Is that with any food, but particularly with Coke Icy, yep. instead of finishing it because I love them, mm-hmm. I stop when I don't win it. Good. When I, not even full, full doesn't happen with a Coke Icy, but when you go like, that's enough. Yeah, like I feel like I'm yeah. a And you know this, but I say to the Lord a lot, I want you, I want my body, mind, and spirit to be on the same team. Uh-huh. And if any one of them doesn't feel good, I want to know. Yeah. And so my body talks to me a whole lot more than it used to. Well, when you listen to it, I think people just, do. they ignore. Yeah. I mean, not ignore, then maybe they just don't realize it, you know? Yeah. So it's like when you actually start to realize that there's a correlation in what you're doing, not only yeah. just with food and with every, I mean, everything, yeah. like your emotions and your stress levels and mm-hmm. how much it can make you, your whole self. And feel. man, how many times, I just can't even tell you, last night I sat on the couch and I'd had kind of a Monday of a Monday mm-hmm. and I looked on my phone to see if I could Postmates chocolate to my house. And I was like, Downs, I need you to dig deeper into why you are feeling what you're feeling, right? And so often we just eat uh-huh. or drink because we want to feel better, not because we're hungry or thirsty. Right. And it helps for like, what, five minutes? And yeah. Like, <laughs> and then you're like, well, I just finished those 17 Cadbury eggs. Now and I, I feel s- bad for another reason. Now I feel like a monster. Yeah. And I'm still sad. Yeah. So win, and, winning and, all around. And I'm hating myself for making the worst decisions. Yeah. Totally. Totally. It's going to take me six weeks to feel better from all those Cadburys, right? <laughs> this is just an example. Uh, I haven't right, ever eaten no. 17 in a sitting, but I would. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you should, but I'd try. But I won't. <laughs> but I would have. There was a day. Oh, I'm just so thankful that Danielle was in town this week, that she was here and we could sit down together in the podcast studio and talk through all of that stuff. She is just so talented and honestly, just such a gift to all of us, really such a gift that she has taken her sickness and her illness and her pain and uses it for our good and so that other people will suffer less than she has. I feel like she would never say this and she's not in the room with me anymore, so I'm happy to say it that... It's probably a more noble cause than she realizes, and I'm just really thankful for her. 
Whether you already eat gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, soy-free, you should. However you're eating, I think you will love her cookbooks. Even if you don't have any restrictions, you are going to love some of her recipes and how they use whole foods and kind of help you to eat the best that the planet has to offer. So make sure you check out one of her cookbooks when you get a chance, or all of them. I have all three of the ones that are out right now sitting right next to my kitchen. That sounds weird, but I have like a little shelf right next to my kitchen and they sit right there and I reference them and use them all the time. Hey, I don't know if you saw, but last week we announced the tickets are on sale for the That Sounds Fun weekend. I told you a little bit about it last week in the podcast and we still have a few tickets left. So I would love for you to come July 28th through 30th here in Nashville. It is going to be so much fun. I can't tell you all the secret guests that are coming, but they Some of your very favorite podcast episodes, those people I interviewed are going to be there in person. And I'm so thrilled about it. I'm going to introduce you to some new friends you don't already know. It's going to be a really, really fun weekend. So make sure you check that out. You can look at the link on my website. Go to AnnieFDowns.com and find the page for That Sounds Fun Weekend. Or you can just Google That Sounds Fun Weekend. But we would love for you and your friends to join us here in Nashville that last weekend of July. As always, I'm embarrassingly easy to find if you need me. Annie F. Downs, F as in fancy, is how you'll find me across the internet. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere you want me. Website, email, you want to find me, you're going to find me at Annie F. Downs. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you get a chance, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any of the new episodes that come out and leave a review so that other people who we aren't already friends with can know where to come to hang out with us and that they are welcome here. So I'm not getting to go to Disneyland today like Danielle, but I do get to hang out with some friends since everybody is in town for Q, and that is what sounds fun to me today. So when I'm done recording this, I'm heading out to catch up with some of my people. So I hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you will do something that sounds fun to you today as well. Thanks for being here. I'm so glad to be your friend, and I will see you next time.